Welcome to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. I'll be your tale teller, JC. This is the final part to the creation of Levian. And dear listener, if you'd like me to tell your tale, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. It has been two weeks since Grad left on her mission. Meanwhile, the missions for Lily, Levian, and Hyvadar have been scarce. During those weeks, they were sent to do basic tasks every few days. It made waiting for Grad all the worse. Brutic was out almost every night. They did not necessarily like being assigned missions, but it did certainly beat the boredom. Most nights, it was only the three of them at the supper table. They missed it when they all got together. There was also the secret Grad promised to tell them. That was biting at them too. Has Grad made contact with either of you? No, answered Lily. I weep every night I don't hear from her, Havadar lamented. It is unusual for her to go this long without making any contact, muttered Lily. The boys nodded in agreement. She knows the sending spell, brothers, Havadar said. Do you think she's mad at us? I don't know why she would be. She didn't show any sign of that when we left her room. You're right. We're just overthinking. The three finished supper and went their own ways. The dragonborn headed to their quarters. It was Levin's night to choose what they did. They made their way to their room. He had grabbed a book from a sun-clove general's library in a bugging mission. The dragonborn sat on their bed and began to read, Black March and the Heart of the Fox, Our Creation. Lily did not believe Levian when he told her what the book was about. He told her it was a historical take on the relationship between gods. Lily suspected he just did not want her to know he was reading smut. She leaned her head further back, resting it on their pillow, pretending to rest her eyes. A knock on the door surprised them both, and Levian dropped the book. An annoyed Levian rose to open the door. A servant stood firm with an envelope in their hands. She handed the dragonborn the envelope and left. Levian looked at it. It was sealed with the mark of Laslin. The letter was their next task. It was to enter the information center to obtain any info on the mercenary group protecting the Fernyar tribe's heir. Included was the scroll they would need to access the information room. The end of the letter stated it was time-sensitive. Levian sighed. He placed the book on his nightstand. Next time, brother. The dragonborn left for the information center. When they reached the gates, they held up the access scroll. The gates and the scroll both glowed a blood-red hue. The gate cracked open. For the first time, unsupervised, the two had complete control of the info room. Levian told Lily that they needed to stick to the plan, but would not mind a swift perusing. Lily agreed. They went around the center, quickly going through different documents, books, or letters, or anything that might help them bring an end to their servitude. They marked a few that could be useful. Time was not on their side. Commander Laslin did not like to wait. They made their way to the center. Lily told Levian to stop. Why? We have to get to Laslin, he said. It's the scrying glass, Lily countered. I know. We can scry on Grad. I need to know if she's safe. That is a great idea. The dragonborn rushed to the orb. They placed their hands on the orb and thought of Grad. Misty white clouds swirled in the center. The mist parted to the edge. In the center was an overhead view of Grad. No! Lily choked. Grad was in chains, strung up from her arms. She was on her knees with her head resting on her sternum. She was covered in bruises. Skinless patches now adorned her once perfect fur. The rest were matted in blood. Behind her was a tall female goliath holding a torch in one hand and a red-hot knife in the other. 
The Goliath placed the knife on Grad's forearm. She screamed. Come on, Grad. We have been doing this for two weeks. The sooner you tell me what I want to know, the sooner you can go back to the others and not remember a thing. It was the voice of someone they would never forget. Again, Grad. What was the secret you were going to tell the others? Grad lifted her head enough to spit at his feet. Ah, another day with no food, huh? Brutek, help her remember. I have another mission to assign. The commander left the scene. Brutek sliced the knife deeper into Grad's arm. Levian spotted a smile on her face. She was enjoying it. The two stared at the scene, stunned, confused by what they were seeing. The scene pulled out, and the mist returned to the center. The dragonborn stood there, their hands still on the scrying glass. Am I to assume you are on the way to my office with the documents? Said the voice from the orb in their heads. Why must you always make me wait? The voice of the commander shook them out of their paralysis. They found the location of the file and sprinted to Laslin's office. One of the servants ushered them in. Laslin was at his desk, waiting. Good, I've waited long enough. He gestured to them to take a seat. After handing him the documents, Laslin went into detail about the mercenary group. They learned how they originated from a small village near the Morrow Dry Woods. The Drywood people were a strong and determined group. They drew their powers from said woods. All their people could utilize the power it provided. They had the numbers and strength to be amongst the five great tribes. Sometime before the War of Five Tribes, a significant amount of their people died. There were rumors that the woods which they drew their power from was diseased. The disease spread to all that used the forest for strength. It led to the majority of the village dying in horrendous, painful ways. The few that remained became muscles for hire. Now they protect the heir of the Fernyards, Laslin continued. You must now end them and capture the heir. That's, That's impossible. impossible, the Dragonborn yelled. Laslin placed his hand on their shoulder, a tight grip, tight enough to leave a mark. The Dragonborn laced their hands around the scroll they had in their pocket. It is truly daunting when facing a task that has little hope of success, especially if it leads to the death of those you care for. But in those moments, you are to remember your purpose, why you fight, or you get others to do your dirty work, all for the Star Society. The strongest and best, we crush all that oppose us. Your betrayal will only strengthen our resolve. You have served us well. Now die at the hands of the Fur Knights to fuel your family. His nails dug deeper in their shoulders. They tried to move, but his grip was firm. What? Lily asked. I saw you, he jeered. A teleportation circle formed beneath them. Laslin began reciting an incantation. The dragonborn reached into their pocket and pulled out the dimension door scroll they had. Laslin was too focused on his spell to notice. They activated the scroll. It evaporated from their hands. The energy was absorbed by Laslin's spell. His circle went from a dark blue hue to one of void black. The black energy lashed out uncontrollably hitting different parts of the office. What the fuck? Laslin yelled. A tendril of energy whipped him square in the face, throwing him back against a wall. Levin and Lily tried to move away from the circle, but the energy absorbed them. They were enveloped in darkness. Seconds later, the Dragonborn found themselves in a forest. Dry, brittle trees for as far as the eye could see. A ground that was covered in dead leaves, and a sky that was consistently shifting between gray and purple clouds. Levin walked up to a tree, and touched it. It was mushy. They felt like they could push further into the tree if they wanted. They pulled back, 
and it left a viscous purple substance on their hand. Morrow Dry Woods. How do you know? I have read about it, of course. Is it safe to be here? Not at all. We should find a way out. Do you have any idea where? Not at all. The dragonborn walked around the woods aimlessly. They could not pinpoint their location with the stars because of the clouds. They kept walking and walking, stopping every now and then to take a break, but then return to walking. We have passed that tree at least ten times. All of the trees look the same. They lost track of time. Throughout their hours of walking, the sky didn't get lighter nor darker. Randomly, they heard a hum blocked by a group of trees. The dragonborn looked at each other and bolted. They got past the trees to reveal a clearing with a bonfire in the center. They approached it, trying to locate the source of the hum. It grew louder the closer they got to the fire. They walked in, closer and closer. They reached with both hands into it. The humming stopped. Beings of abnormality, what do you seek? The fire grew more fierce, but it did not scorch them. In fact, it was cold to the touch. The answer... To stopping this bloodshed. The solution to peace. Scales of irregularity. The price to constrain the hunger for violence in mortals is one you will never stop paying. If it means that we can save Grad, free Hyvadar, and find Brutic, I will work till the day I die. We will work till the day we die. If it means that they can enjoy their lives with their loved ones. The fire pulled them into its center. Yes, yes, Gerizon, we have found them. The dragonborn took a deep breath and inhaled the flame surrounding them. Their body grew hot, their blood boiled. They fell to their knees, screaming in agony. As quickly as it started, the pain disappeared. In the center of their sternum was a white gold talisman with black diamond outlines. In the center was a spherical green gem that pulsated different colors. The dragonborn had a renewed rush of energy. The ground beneath their feet sunk a few inches from their aura. Leaves and branches were floating around them. The closest trees were uprooted and caught in their sphere of power. Lily and Levian looked at each other. Wanna try to cast something? Of course. They raised their hands and cast Lightning Bolt. A new type of energy flowed from them. They started the incantation, but stopped. They felt like they no longer needed it and imagined lightning from their hands instead. They heard thunder from the clouds and they split from the force of the lightning that was birthed from them. For the next minute, bolt after bolt struck the ground. That was little more than one bolt, Lily said. Wow, Levian responded. The dragonborn promptly fell to the ground and passed out. When they woke, Lily noticed Levian was further away than he usually was. Levian realized he didn't sense Lily's will trying to fight his own. Holy shit, Lily yelled. She was facing Levian. They were across from one another. She looked down. She now had her own body, and he, his. Around her neck was a smaller white gold talisman with a small green gem in the middle. Levian had one of black diamonds with a similar green gem. For some time, the two worked together to get accustomed to their new bodies and their now separation. After the adrenaline from that realization calmed down, they tried out a few spells. They were significantly stronger than their tenure with the Star Society, but it did not reach the levels of the lightning bolt they cast when they were still one. You know what we must do. It's time to bring peace to the realm. The two looked up at the clouds and imagined themselves there. In a matter of seconds, they were hovering above the clouds, monitoring their surroundings. It was quiet up there. In the distance, they felt the marching of armies, the clash of weapons against each other. They sensed the hatred mortals had for one another. They looked at each other 
and flew in that direction. They arrived in the southern parts of the island in an instant and hovered over the battlefield. Two tribes, the Silver Hills and the Galeans, were battling over territory. The Dragonborns wasted no time and landed in the center of the action. Those around them stopped fighting and tried to identify the two mysterious characters. The two distinguished the generals of each side and teleported to them. Levian found the Galeans and Lily the Silver Hills. Both pleaded with their respective commanders to stop the needless violence. They fell on deaf ears. The Galeans surrounded Levian and threatened to hold them as a spy of the Silver Hills. Levian was forced to take down his would-be captors. He killed the general and tried to assure the Galeans there was no need to fight. Another high-ranking officer quickly took command of the forces and ordered his capture. He promptly flew back to the center of the battlefield, meeting his sister. She too was not successful, their talismans hummed with power. The two screamed and went on a rampage, eradicating soldier after soldier until they lost the will to fight. There were less than 30 soldiers on each side when the remainder dropped their weapons and surrendered. They told the dragonborns they would stop fighting each other. For the next six months, Levin and Lily went wherever there was fighting and brought it to a standstill. Across the continent, they had gained the name, the Demon Duo. They targeted high-ranking officers or anyone who pushed for the continuous onslaught. One night, the two were ambushed by a small troop of Star Society soldiers. It was easy, but something was off about them. They were not attacking in regular formation. When Levian suggested they might be a distraction, it was too late. The Dragonborns took to the sky. They were a little shaken by what they saw. There were thousands of soldiers just beyond some hills. Banners of the Fly Tribes flew in the wind. They pinpointed the commander for the Star Society. The crook's smile on his face was one they could never forget. Lazen laughed when their eyes met. He gave some commands and waved the duo goodbye. Archers and Arcanists from each of the tribes let loose a barrage of attacks. Even with all their strength, the two knew they would have to ground themselves to not be affected. They sank to the land and prepared for battle. A familiar voice spoke in their minds. My little dragonborns. I'm impressed by how much you've grown. I give you credit for bringing a sort of peace among the tribes. A wave of peace I will not let last after you've fallen. Thank you for serving the Star Society. For three days, the tribes took turns attacking the duo. On the fourth day, Levin and Lily stood amongst hundreds of bodies around them. They were drenched and sweaty, exhausted and drained, their limitless ability seemingly coming to an end. The tribe leaders took notice, and all of them started advancing at once. The talisman around their necks scorched. It was burning both of them, but they dared not take it off. A volley of spells was aimed at them. The two screamed at the top of their lungs. The talisman grew brighter as it matched their emotions. Cracks appeared on each of their talismans. They exploded, evaporating the closest soldiers to them and blinding the rest. Standing in the center of a newly formed crater was the dragonborn. Two heads, one body, and one dream for the future. At the center of their sternum was the original talisman in all of its grandeur. The dragonborn flew into the sky. If, if you, you fight whenever, whenever you are together, together there, is there is only, only one answer. The dragonborn raised their hands. The ground began to tremble. The armies began to panic, running away from them. The ground split and crashed into one another. Gray and purple clouds covered the sky. The sea grew angry. The earth moved to the will of the dragonborn. A range of mountain emerged from the ground, separating the island. The stars, silver hills, and sun gloves were on one side of the range, while the gale and the fern yards were on the other. They summoned the sea to the island, 
It cut through the stone, forming a channel separating the Fernyard and the Gale tribes. Levine and Lily knew they were at death's door. With the remainder of their strength, they sent their memories to the ones they loved most. Grad, Havadar, and Brutic, ending the War of Five Tribes. Epilogue Havadar and Grad survived the War of Five Tribes and decided to carry out the last will of their beloved friend. Havadar became known as the Champion of the Silver Hills. He had gained respect of the individuals of his tribe and that of the Star Society and the Sun Gloves. Through his genius diplomatic strategies, he was able to establish a permanent peace treaty among the three tribes to the west of the Lillian Mountains. The three established free trade and creating easy means of traversal. A decade into this new treaty, they formed the Star Sovereignty, a democratic country with leaders elected by each of the city-turned-tribes to represent them. After finding her family, Grad moved to the Fernyard tribe. She led the charge for establishing peace among the tribe. Her popularity and strength gained her the support of the people. She created the Fernyard Kingdom, where she served as its first queen. She unified the smaller villages around her, and they used their resources to form the two biggest port cities on the Levian Kingdom, Proquest and Salt Bay. The head general of the Galean tribe became obsessed with the power he witnessed during the War of Five Tribes. He convinced the others that they were lucky to be present at the birth of two new gods, the Demon Duo, one being with two distinct personalities. They seek to find the artifacts their new gods left, and created the Levian Empire, a theocracy formed for their worship. The five tribes became three powerful countries, each with its own systems and beliefs. For the next hundred years, the dreams of the Dragonborn were a reality. The countries did not war. Children could grow up without having to see the battlefield. Families flourished, and times were good. For now. As for Brutic, after all had settled, she was never seen again. A shame for what she had done, she condemned herself to exile. It's believed Levin and Lily died on that day. Their story went down in history as the creators of modern-day life on the Levian continent. The talisman, or talismans, was once again lost to time. Some believe it was destroyed with the Dragonborn Ascension. Others say it is hidden, waiting for its next bear. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to submit your story, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. And if you could, please share this with all your friends and family across the multiplanes. Again, thanks for listening, and you'll hear me again in a fortnight.